Now beginning transmission 99. Tag and Bing were here. File under March Madness. This week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Ignorance.
Oh, God. I don't love you, Todd, but trying to trim you out of that was become, got really difficult. Got your agenda right here. Um, so <laughs> anyway, right. so we're here. We're reading Tag and Bink. Uh, we're here. Uh, we're also here. Um, all four of us. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll lead off with Mr. Grumpy Gills himself, Mr. Adam. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's up? This is Adam. I'm the uh, reviews editor and film uh, review uh, film critic from Big Shiny Robot. Also co-host of the Bored as Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, Hi Andy. Andy. And actually, we recorded today. Uh, we Hooray. did an hour and a half long episode. Uh, we kind of catch up from all the stuff we did before. Uh, as you listen to this, it will be the day after the Oscars. So uh, go take a listen. And because we did the whole movie reviews then also broke down who we think will and should win the Oscars mm-hmm. so see if we're right I think we are uh, but it was a lot of fun and Andy actually gave a shout out to us he did he did a whole oh hi Maya Todd and Brian <laughs> oh, nice. um, and he actually does want to guest with us one time so that we can say hi Andy in person so well uh, today's suggestion wasn't that one of his suggestions so Adam I think you have uh, Andy to thank for that um, Actually, I don't know. He, no, he, he told me that we didn't pick any of his. No, I thought we really? did. Let me verify. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, well, I do well, have to say, Andy's panel of clean filth at Comic Con last time around. Oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> that was so great. So I can neither confirm nor deny that a few of us were drinking jalapeno vodka out of a water bottle on stage. Okay. Yeah, I, can either, I can either confirm or deny. But yes, we were snuckered. So, yes. uh, but anyways, yeah. So doing that, and then uh, I'm also curating our grinder scruff and tights account and resident cum dumpster. Residentcumdumpster.com. <laughs> Dot xxx. Oh hi, Mister Borg. <laughs> Borg's a cum dumpster too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going on Twitter. Oh. Some of the list I actually coming up this week that I didn't realize um, two of them came from my friend Tony, who uh, I, I do film shoots with on occasion. Uh, X Men: God Loves, Man Kills, and Supergirl by Peter David. Those both came from him, actually. Although he did put in some Alan Moore stuff on there too. So I love you, Tony, but uh, I don't know about that. Um, anyway, we also have with us the master of the porg, Mister Maya. Hello. Uh, Yeah, you can catch me here on this podcast, which you know because you're listening to this podcast. Uh, Also, if you're in Salt Lake City, you can catch me at Dr. Volt's Comics, 2043 East, 3300 South. Uh, I'm there Tuesdays and Fridays, but uh, even if you can't make it those days, come see us. We're awesome. I'm totally not biased. I'm totally biased. They're an awesome comic (laughs) shop. I've been to lots around the country, and they are definitely an awesome comic shop. Beyond that, if you want to yell at me or if you disagree with me, want to hit me up on social media at Mr. Maya on Twitter or the Mr. Maya on Instagram. Not quite the grumpy gills that we have, Mr. Adam. We also have over there in lovely Utah land, Mr. Todd. Hi, this is Todd. I'm here in Salt Lake. You can find me here on this podcast. I also do... English class hooligans with dear old Brian and Hi Brian. Hi oh, Brian. Hi, Brian. <laughs> and my better half as well. She uh comes down with us plebes as she does that podcast. It's good times and it's our safer family to recommend to. Mm-hmm. Unlike this one. <laughs> nope. Yeah. So, you talk about being a cum dumpster on English class hooligans? No, I, I save sitting next to the cum dumpster for this show. <laughs> so I look forward to it all week. 
That's Ms. Cum Dumpster. <laughs> the second. <laughs> Esquire. I'm so happy that we have this amazing podcast that my parents can listen to. and That is so great. That yes. my mother-in-law would love to listen to. Yes. <laughs> and naughty. <laughs> Cool and hey, um, I am Brian. <laughs> cool. That's what is cool. Cool. I I got I got no I got no segue for that. Hey, I learned that's pronounced. Brian, he's Google. not a cum dumpster. Not, not until he comes to visit me. Uh, so yeah, hi, I'm a sound designer based out of Southern California. Uh, I am uh, working at a video game at some point in time um, uh, when I can fit it in with my other schedules, and I am designing four shows for Lyric this summer. Uh, you'll hear it ad nauseum, um, but uh, I'm doing all four, so I'll be up there and. That is that. As a forewarning before we get anywhere in near uh, Mr. Grumpy Gills' opinion of it, I would like to say at least he didn't spend a whole ton of money on it. Um, because, or it's short. And it's short. It's only four issues. Um, it's mm-hmm. 94 pages on uh, Comixology app. Um, and that is the best way to find it. It's about $5 on that because if you try to buy it in print, it's out of print. And on Amazon, the cheapest one I could find was $112. Adam will say that it's probably not worth paying that much money. But this book collects the four issues. It's uh, Star Wars Tag and Bink are dead, parts one and two. Star Wars Tag and Bink 2, one and two um, is the four issues that are in this. So I think we will start out as we always do with votes. So I've been asked by the judge to be the foreman. And I want y'all to know that we's gonna run a fair jury and a clean jury. It's time for a vote. Because we love you. And we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you. Our dear listener. Along with each vote. Our panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Vote for Pedro. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. Now who is the bond? I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. Um, and we're going to start out with the vote for um, Todd. If you're 12 years old, yes. Mr. Maya. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes with the caveat that... If you are familiar with the Star Wars films, I mean, fairly decently familiar, you know, average Star Wars fan or better, I say yes. If you have no interest in Star Wars movies, uh, you don't know any of them, you don't know the stories, uh, you don't know the characters, there's no fucking reason or point for you to read this book. And Adam, what is your vote? Um, I will say no, and I will say that if you... I will go opposite you. If you are a big Star Wars fan, you will not enjoy this book. Really? Okay. I would agree with Adam. So maybe I'm the wrong kind of Star Wars fan to enjoy this book. You're fanning it wrong. Fanning it wrong. Apparently, I'm being I'm yes. being a, a fan wrong. <laughs> I, no, actually, no. And we'll we'll get into that. And um, here's here's the thing: is before we go further, I don't as a huge Star Wars fan. I mean, this is a you're talking about a franchise that helped form me. I remember. Mm-hmm. So the first VCR we ever had was when I was like five years old and we got it because my grandma passed away and randomly on TV we had recorded the first Star Wars and it was of course it was all fucked up because when you're a kid you'd stop you know to pause commercials and you'd forget to start things but I watched that shitty recording of Star Wars every single day for like three years and we'd go play Star Wars in the backyard and then after Star Wars it was Goonies and stuff so this is a formative part of me Mm -hmm. but that being said I have people I work with and, you know, at previous jobs and even now who they grew up and that was what the prequels were for them. They were all mm-hmm. about episode one and Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. And as much as I don't really enjoy the prequels, I still appreciate them for what they are and the legend they kind of brought to the Star Wars universe. So you have those Star Wars fans. And now we've got a whole new generation 
that's going to be going up on Force Awakens and Last Jedi and Rogue mm-hmm. One. And I don't think there's a wrong or right type of Star Wars fan. And honestly, if you do read this book and you like it, you like the throwbacks they do to the Star Wars universe, which I didn't enjoy, I'm really happy like that because I want you to have fun. I, I want you to enjoy Star Wars the way you want to. So that's that's my not being that kind of geek as I segue into being that kind of geek for this book. <laughs> because that's what we're, that's our job. We're doing that. So Yeah, no, I understand that. And I just to counter that to kind of, I mean, before we get too deep into this, I will say that I came to Star Wars much later in life. I did not really watch the original trilogy too much until probably at least in high school. Um, and that was, you know, uh, shortly before they announced the prequels, and I, you know, I kind of picked them up, and because I was more of a movie buff, and they were famous movies, and that's why I watched them. I wasn't really terribly familiar with them. I think my mom had recorded Return of the Jedi off of HBO when I was a kid. I had a VHS of that. <clears throat> However, I don't recall watching it very often because I don't think I I understood the connection. And I was also far more of like a comedy fan when I was a kid, like Ghostbusters and Back to the Future, and those kind of things were totally my jam. So that being said, because I came to Star Wars a bit later and don't have that childhood love of it, I don't have the sacred cows with Star Wars that some people do. I really enjoy it. I really love it. I think it's a fun, great franchise. Um, And I I love talking to fans about Star Wars and having conversations and theories about that. But I don't have the sacred cows with it. Also, um, as a prerequisite talking about this, we describe this book as Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead in the Star Wars universe, which for those of you who are not aware of what Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead is, is Tom Stoppard wrote a play uh, where it's basically Rosencrantz and Guildenstern who are uh, Hamlet's two best friends who show up about halfway through the play. Uh, just about the same time when uh, the players come in and they uh, put on the show to kind of prove that Hamlet's stepfather killed his father, whatever. Uh, but the play is written with them as being these two hapless idiots who sort of happen to be part of it and so there's a lot of the moments between of hamlet uh happening kind of in the background because i like that play um from like my, my theatrical nerd side of it i think i gave this maybe more leeway um in some things uh there are some things that i liked about this book but i can completely see if adam complains about it i'm gonna 100 percent agree with him but we'll wait to get to that to see if if there's stuff that i thought was okay but i, I can totally see why it would annoy somebody but we'll figure that out so, uh, that being said, we're going to need a drinking game going into this. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. Mr. Adam, what is your drinking game rule? So my drinking game is called Nudge Nudge Wink Wink. Know what I mean? Uh, which is a great Monty Python sketch. If you haven't yes, seen it, please go look it up, kids. Basically, every single time there's a nudge to like, oh, these characters were in all the Star Wars movies. Look, they're in the background. They were here. They were there. Ha ha. Wink wink. Nudge nudge. Take a drink. You will be shit hammered by the time this book is. Done. <laughs> okay, uh, Todd. What is your drinking game rule? Mine is called Some People Have All the Luck in the World. So no matter what situation they get in and when things look dire, they always seem to come out scot-free. You should have a drink. I'm going to change that to uh, some guys have all the luck or some people have all the luck in the galaxy since this is Star Wars. There you go. So I'm, I'm not making that editorial change for you. I apologize. Um, That's what an editor is for. 
Okay, and uh, Mr. Maya, what is your drinking game roll? Mine's called Don't You Know Who I Am. Basically, anytime Tag or Bink introduce themselves and, and tell people their names, take a drink. But I'm going to call mine the TMZ rule, which is that every time you recognize a celebrity or character from a non-Star Wars movie or TV show um, that has been placed in this, uh, take a drink, which is also leading into one of the things that if it annoys Adam, I understand, but I actually kind of <laughs> thought it was funny. Other than what we've kind of already described as it being Rosencrantz, Gilmstern, or Dead <clears throat> in Star Wars and having a knowledge of Star Wars being helpful and potentially not having a lot of sacred cows when it comes to Star Wars also being helpful. Is there any other warnings that we should give to people before they go and read this book? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) You beat me to it. Okay, well, other than that, if they were to attempt to read it, oh, also, don't pay the $112 for it. Just buy it on your phone or on your iPad. No, it's literally five bucks on Kindle and Comixology. Or you you could find the single issues for, Mm -hmm. like, three to four bucks each. Oh, really? There's there's only four issues, yeah. Mm -hmm. Although, I will say, because, because my ad warn me up about this. Normally, you can buy Comixology books on Amazon.com, mm-hmm. and it'll go to both Kindle and Comixology. Maya was telling me when he bought it, it only went to his Kindle, even though it said both. There might be something I need to do to... Possibly. But it's... As I bitched at a long time ago in early episode, like I had actually had to read a comic on Kindle, and I couldn't do it. It was too hard. Mm-hmm. Just go to Comixology. It's literally like 50 cents more. Mm-hmm. Um, just yes. to make sure you get it the right way. Because normally... For some reason, Amazon's cheaper than Comixology, which is but it's the same dumb company, same fucking yeah. company, exactly. But just don't, yeah, just just spend the fifty cents more. It's if you have to read it, which it's not all bad, but it's just go to the Comixology. Don't go through Amazon because you'll get fucked up problems. And blah, 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 blah. How'd that go? No, it's the guy who. The guy named me come dumpster just uh, texted me back and said he can't wait to listen to the show tomorrow. <laughs> oh, nice. I see uh, Well, then we're going to take our little break. Half of us say you should read it. Half of us say you shouldn't. Um, we've been around for 99 episodes. If this is your first episode, hi. Sorry about all the come dumpster talk. I would say we won't do any more of that, but I, you know. I'm uh, not. Yeah. Got your agenda right here. But uh, we. Uh, I'm actually telling him right now that he got a shout out for being the reason why I'm a come dumpster. <laughs> We're going to take a little break. We're going to let you read this book. Um, If you don't want to read the book, if you just want to hear us either say, hey, this was great, or hey, this was horrible, uh, just hang on through this little jingle that I'm about to play for you, and then we'll be back on the other side spoiling the living shit out of it. Um, And then we're going to pretend like uh, we don't hear whatever horrible thing Adam is about to tell us that I'm going to edit out here in a second. So uh, future Brian's going to get to listen to this a second time around, but we'll see what horrible things Adam tells us. So uh, we'll see the rest of you when we get back from this break. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Okay, so hey, welcome back. Um, so we're going to try this this week. Holy crap, people are slamming doors. Um, so we're going to... Uh, we're gonna, oh shit, I lost the book. Fuck. Um... <laughs> So we're just going to kind of go through this book and discuss it. Uh, it starts out with a, an opening crawl, uh, like you do. Uh, Galaxy Far, Far Away basically tells, you know, about you know trying to write a goofy book and him falling behind and him being late, blah, 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 blah. And then we get to the first thing that annoys Adam, which is <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So it's, it's, it's the very first frame. It is the very first frame. Okay. Adam gets annoyed on the first frame. Adam, go ahead. 
fuck this book. Oh my god. <laughs> it's a fucking planet from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It does it's so much fucking better than anything that's even closely intimated with this fucking oh never mind. <laughs> I'm gonna drink more. I can sleep until nine tomorrow. I brought some Jefferson's Ocean if you want. Ooh. Ooh. I need a price for that. Yeah. And we have pulled pork sandwiches after too. Oh, that sounds good. And I brought some limoncello in case you have a sweet tooth. You guys get to have all the fun. Okay, so anyway. I actually, just uh, yesterday, I went, no, two days ago, went to the fifth notch of my belt. Actually, Brian, the belt that I bought with you in New York. Mm-hmm. Remember, because I have a belt, now you forgot yeah. it. When I bought it with you, I was on the third notch. Nice. Yeah. And now I'm on the fifth notch. Congratulations. Way to go. I'm going the opposite direction lately. So I'm envious of you while I sit and do nothing. Yeah, it was funny, actually. I was uh, <laughs> I was with uh, at brunch with friends, and we were pulling a random memes and photos and shit uh-huh. and I saw a picture of me from just like four months ago and I was like I look so much different than even just four months ago wow that's I'm crazy proud of that. how do you feel I well aside from being morbidly depressed I feel much better physically oh good you look well, good. We'll, we'll get Thank this you. book out of your system and you'll discuss it and you'll feel much better oh no that's just my life in general so. oh okay well <laughs> there we go Okay, moving on to happier things. More things to annoy Adam. But they were talking about this book, so that's not a happier thing. Uh, okay, so a happier thing. We're just talking about this book. Okay, so basically what's going on is, is it's the beginning of the first Star Wars movie, uh, episode four, uh, where you have you know Darth Vader and his troops are about to, to show on, and you have these two bumbling rebel troops who are kind of sissies and running away from the stormtroopers come by, and they go hide in the dark. And in the background behind them, you see Princess Leia talking to... Uh, R2-D2, and uh, they get arrested by stormtroopers. Um, and as they're getting arrested by stormtroopers... The little uh, box garbage droid thing that runs around the Death Star. Oh, that's right. They the, trip the on mouse that. droid. The mouse yeah. droid? Mouse droid. So they get what lucky. What does the mouse droid do? It catches the cat droids. It, it, deli- uh, it delivers letters. It's, it's, it's post office. That's uh, the post office. I see. But what does post- the mouse I'm droid? I'm looking it up. All right. We're actually we're seriously I am glad someone uses Google here because we don't have enough electronic devices between us. <laughs> it's a repair droid. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. So uh, it's often, often used for delivery and maintenance purposes. Yeah, I thought it was like a, it's it's a man, deliver messages. Yeah. All right. It's that thing when you say, "Hey, can you get me a three six sixteenth uh, crescent wrench or whatever?" And it goes it and goes, gets the gets crescent wrench for you and comes comes back. That's what it is. But anyway. the seven sixteenths is really should be the standard until we move to metric. Don't Fuck get that shit. Conversation. Do you think <laughs> the Empire is an imperial or uh, a metric? The imperial has to be a metric. Why? Because uh, it... Well, they are xenophobic, so... They are a little xenophobic. They, um... The metric kind of just makes so much sense, but there's not any, like, personality to it. I mean, I kind of love the Imperial Standard because it's based off of someone's, like, nose to the tip of their hand as mm-hmm. one unit of measurement, or you've got the size of one king's foot as another unit of measurement, or, mm-hmm. you know, a furlong is three and a half dicks, or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought a furlong was a uh, child actor who got washed up and went crazy. So what you can't see because radio is such a great visual medium. The look of just like, hmm, on my face. It was good times. That was dropped just for Adam's sake. Okay. I haven't had three yet. I had two. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. That's moving a goal. on. Moving well, on. Please start out with one. <laughs> it's comics. Oh, God. 
Like so, Star cards. Wars droids. So they use the messenger droid. So the messenger, to... dro- yeah, the messenger droid take, helps them take out the stormtroopers. They dress as the stormtroopers. They get onto the imperial thing. They're walking around. They said they're gonna try to escape in a uh, tie fighter. They fly off in the tie fighter, and um, the Death Star gets blown up just as they're pulling away in the tie fighter. Uh, basically, at the end of the movie. Uh, did I miss anything in there? That no, really it didn't work? get blown up. It was going to hyperspace. Oh, wait. No, it blew up. No, they, I, they, I, oh, sorry. I, I thought you were talking about the Star Destroyer. You, like, jumped way ahead. That's, I mean, like, that's basically, <laughs> that's what, basically what it is. That's like, the first movie. The, there okay. really isn't much to this other than that. Like, really. I mean, there's some jokes in there if you want to go back over the jokes, but that's basically what it is. I do like the big boy restaurant inside the Death Star. Yeah, that was that's a weird one. Um, and the uh, the Dark Horse logo on the side of the Darth Star, uh, the Death Star. Dark yeah, Star. The Darth Star. The yeah, Darth the Star. the logo on the Death Star. That was yeah. good. And- yeah. Okay. So they they blow it up and then uh, they end up you know hanging out with what are they? Oh, they're hanging out with the Millennium Falcon for some reason. I don't remember why that was. Anyway, they're still dressed as stormtroopers. The world's worst stormtroopers. And then they come and they blow up the. Uh, wait. Yeah. Where the hell are? Where you? are you? Yeah. So okay. You know what? Oh, you're there. Oh no 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 no. I'm sorry. The first time when they're flying the Tie Fighters is when they blow up Alderaan. They're gonna go down yes. Alderaan and Alderaan blows up. I am sorry. I jumped mm-hmm. way way ahead. And then of course they're still stormtroopers and they get into a uh, a tie fighter and they are part of the trench run and then the um and then we blow up the death star and that's the end of the first yes. issue because okay. they make you think they're black two and black three but yeah. they were in they were they but they weren't in the tie fighters they took the shuttle no and then and so the uh, issue starts off with the rider being like haha i fooled you they were in the background the whole time maybe i'm like fuck you yeah, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so that's right. So they took the Imperial shuttle, and so now they have the Imperial shuttle, and they go land at where the uh, Jedi training was, and they find the um, medal that Chewie should have gotten, but he didn't get at the end of the first movie. Uh, so then they end up having a run-in with uh, Boba Fett. Uh, Boba who? <laughs> Calamity ensues. They go to Cloud City. Um, they're hanging out with Lando. They find out Lando owes them a favor because Lando was taking credit for something they had done, uh, for one of the dudes had done. Um, because being like... Both his sisters. Both of one of them's sisters. So yeah. I want to meet the kind of brother that gives a solid to the guy that's doing both his sisters. Valid point. Really? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's straight sex. I'm not interested, so. Who uh, breeder? <laughs> Gross. Anyway, so they're hanging out. They're there. They happen to be in the background when uh, Han Solo gets frozen, and then they uh, take... Well, they, 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 were, shoot they, were, they, were, they were the stormtroopers that uh, Chewie threw off the edge. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. And that's the end yeah. of the original Tag and Bank. <laughs> yeah, that really is. That's kind of a lame ending, to be honest with you. Uh, the, ending of, the original ending is you can see that uh, uh, Boba Fett is following them in Slave 1. Is basically yeah. all you get to. Then, yeah. so, you, so then we go to the return of Tag and Bink one, uh, one and two. Start out there in a bar with uh, Lando, Slave One, or, or they stole Slave One. Is that what it is? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, they stole. They stole Slave One. They stole Slave One. Boba Fett comes back to get it back from them. They end up at the uh, Sarlacc pit with uh, Slave Leia, um, and they're dressed with. Uh, they're dressed up all weird with. Um, well, one of them was dressed up as Boba Fett, and the yes. other one is the guy that shot Luke's hand. So it's pretty much saying yeah. that Boba Fett is had, still alive. Is still alive, and the, the Battle of the Sarlacc was mm-hmm. these these two idiots. Bags. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they, they basically fall into it. Then you have, uh, this, I don't know who, the, oh, some girl who's like Boba Fett's ex 
girlfriend or whatever who's kind of hunting him down uh she you know runs into them they shoot somebody they end up going back and turning over it's what they know over to uh the general supreme or whatever supreme commander so they have all this stuff then they end up getting back on the ship and they turn into those red guards that uh the royal guards yeah yeah the royal guards right and then um so then they're hanging out on the Death Star 2 when it goes kablooey, and then at the very end of it, there's... So there, you, uh, you, skip, you skip something. Oh, what I skipped yeah. for a while. When, when, when they gave the information to Mon Mothma about the Death Star, they no. got it from that guy, Maybe Manny both, both Hands. Both Hands. Okay, so... It was both Hands. I was fine. <laughs> I was really fine with this book until that moment and that's the moment you heard me I was over there I was like fuck this book <laughs> so Maya and our friends are over here watching WWE because it's a pay-per-view tonight and I was like fuck this book and like, Maya looked at me I'm like that was that that was the moment that, I was, like, nope, that was also the moment that I completely checked out yeah I was like I'm done it's like a bad dad joke it is a bad no it's no. not <laughs> bad dad jokes are better than that so then we get into the last book. So they, they end up. So at the end of that book, they are dead, and they come back as Force Ghosts, right? And they're hanging out with, uh, you know, all the other Force Ghosts. So then we go back, and they go back to Episode One, and they flash back. I do like the Star Wars uh, Broadway shows, to be honest with you. I think those are kind of funny. And then they have them being born. They kind of do a little bit of a Superman reference. You have uh, uh, Jay and Silent Bob hanging out, take a drink, and they're just really bad. Uh, Padawans, uh, they're the ones who end up uh, accidentally deleting the the, star. Uh, the, 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 the star planet. Map. Yeah, uh, the planet from the archive map that Obi Wan is looking for in the first one. That Yoda makes fun of him for losing a whole thing, and that's totally their fault. Uh, they you have the Beatles make an appearance, take a drink. Uh, they end up on sort of like this you know weird sort of fifties bar. There's also uh, Buzz Lightyear and the. Uh, and a few characters from uh, Mr. Science Theater 3000, which uh, take a drink. The 50s diner, that's from episode two. That's true. It is the diner from episode two. So they're in there talking. And uh, yeah, oh, it, there's um, Boba Fett's dad um, is in there. Uh, order 66 comes out there. Uh, is it 66, 69? What is that order? 66. 66. 69 was the geek show thing. Right. Okay. So order uh, 66 comes out. They get shot at. They escape. Uh, Boba Fett doesn't remember suddenly why he was trying to kill them. Uh, they sneak into a ship. Um, they're hanging out and they see young Anakin trying to, you know, trying to do some so, weak ass moves on Padawan. What did I skip? You, you Order 66 <laughs> has not happened yet. Has that not happened yet? No, that's when Anakin killed all the younglings. If this, We're still in episode two. Isn't this the one where they, aren't they in the diner and it says, oh, sorry, they're calling Order 66. That's what it is. Well, someone has an Order of 66. Yeah. So they call it Order 66, and that's when Boba goes crazy and tries to kill. So that's mine the drink. Yeah, that's that's where the other drink is. So now we're on the ship uh, with Anakin. His weak-ass moves with the girls, so they start playing Cerno de Bergerac, trying to help him hook up. So anyway, they're part of that. Three years go by, and they're in the Jedi Temple when Anakin goes cray-cray and starts trying to kill them. And they miraculously uh, are let, left to live because they hooked up, helped Anakin hook up with Padme. And we have... The end of the book. <laughs> Tell me you how you really felt. Uh, I, I just did. No, I I could not. Like I I like bad dad jokes as you mentioned before, but this book uh, just didn't click with me. Okay. Uh, and see, I read I read the first two issues when I was a kid, and I remember loving it a lot more than I did. Oh, and then sure. rereading it now, I just don't give a shit. And and. It, it angered me more than it did 
entertain me. Question, did you read it in uh, one shot or did you read it sort of spread out over a few days? I read it all together. Yeah, see, and I'm wondering if I gave it more tolerance because, like, I had it on my phone, so I read it when I had spare times here and there. So, like, I would read, like, half a chapter here or half an issue here and then half an issue there and half an issue, like, over the course of, like, a week. So maybe all those bad dad jokes didn't wear me down quite as much. Maybe that's a better way of surviving this book and, and enjoying it, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's just so much lameness in that respect that really bothered you, Todd. So here, Todd, go ahead. You you first. Well, I just I, I wanted to get a counter position because Todd, like you and I, both sort of voted that this is readable. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? So as I was going through this, I mean, I put my caveat as if you're 12, this is pretty good, <laughs> okay. and it's far from sophisticated. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that there, but you've got these two characters as they're going through here, and is it blatant stealing? Is it an homage? It's both. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're generous, you can call it an homage to a lot of things between other stuff that the 12-year-old wouldn't get. But I like how you have these two idiots that's witnessing the whole thing, and even that one moment where they're um, dressed up as the stormtroopers, and they're the ones that hit their head on the one framework, the <laughs> boink, and I, I thought that was probably the best moment in the book. Because it's like, don't these people know what's going on? But if they really are, you know, hiding out and pretending. And it's it's fun little moments. I mean, it's a rather concise interpretation uh, story of what the show is about. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those of, oh, this is funny. Do you remember? Uh, what kept King going through my mind is, remember? Do you remember? <laughs> I remember. I remember. I don't want to remember this book. So You didn't read Bobo Bo. Shut up. <laughs> So, but going through it, once again, if that was 12, I mean, does adult me really love this book? Not really, but I don't think we're the target audience either. I had a good time with it, and it didn't, um, for all the things going on, there was no darkness, really, to the whole thing. And so it was just kind of a light romp, and uh, highlights real. You're a light romp. Yeah, yeah, that's how my grandma died. <laughs> so yeah, no, I enjoyed it in that rig- way. I, I think that's who it was meant for, and that they were going after. And the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern angle, I think, is the perfect thing. Because when I heard that, I'm like, yes, that is exactly what this is. And maybe that allowed me to give it more of a pass because of just thinking it in that manner. Just yeah, I think that's great. I think I, I I think I gave it quite a bit more of a pass. For that exact same reason that it was like okay, uh-huh. it's like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern because like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, although it is a very sophisticated piece, does have some sort of weird, dumb humor in it too. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they're they're their own their own overly intelligent, bumbling fools. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, my wife's on a uh, Frasier kick lately, so I've had a lot of Frasier going <laughs> on in my house for the past few days. And talk about whiny, insipid, overly educated people as Frasier and Isles Crane. But it's um, there's still something likable about them. And with these Tag and Bink, I kind of like these guys. I mean, I bet they were a great time to have a drink with. Kind of, I don't know if I'd want to drink with them. I think they're kind of idiots. And I think they would a actually... A little bit. They'd probably annoy me in real life, to be honest with you. But I, I'd want to be in the same bar as them and watch them annoy others. No. <laughs> okay. Well, Adam, what are your All thoughts? Right. Here, here's my thing is like I fully understand and get the whole like oh hey wink wink you know nudge nudge hence my drinking game rule was that mm-hmm. these guys were part of the Star Wars mythos from day one they were all these background characters like when Obi-Wan makes the noise to the Stormtroopers look away so we can go turn off the Death Star tractor beam that was them that's fine and fun and as much as um, The Force Awakens got shit because it was a you know quote unquote rehash of New Hope the one thing that annoys me is 
the constant like, hey, look what we're doing, look how clever we are. Mm-hmm. That was the the only thing I disliked about Jurassic World was they kept on throwing back to like, hey, look, we're doing what we did in Jurassic Park, wink, wink. And it got to a point where it's like the first couple times, like, oh yeah, it's so cool, it's part of this, it, they're the same island, this is cool. And then at the end, when Ron Howard's daughter is running with a flare and throws it to try the T-Rex, like, really, we're doing this again? And that was really what got me was the whole we're doing this again throughout the whole entire book. Like, yes, I get you're trying to have fun with this. And again, if you like this book and, you know, if you are a younger mm-hmm. person, you should not listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, first of all, that's fair. You, you have bad parents. Yes. And they should feel bad. Again, like I said, at the very, very beginning, I want you to love Star Wars how you want to love Star Wars. And if you do want to read this book and love the little throwbacks and these cool things, have fun with it I, and really enjoy it. But yeah, the, when it got to the Manny Both hands, <laughs> I was I was out. I'm like I, I can't do this anymore. This the, I, it's reached a level of stupidity that's beyond me. And I work with teenagers all day long, so it's it was just ugh. So they would probably love this book. Oh, I'm sure they would because they're they're, <laughs> they're the Tide Pod generation. That's what we're going to call them now. They're not Generation Z. They're Tide Pods. Tide Pods with a Z. With a Z, yes. No. Yes. <laughs> That's also our new little website. Po- little pods. I hate you all. Uh, <laughs> it, it was just too on the nose. It was too much of a look how clever we are without being clever. It felt like reading a Dan Brown novel, especially Inferno. <laughs> so you read Inferno? I did, and I went and saw the movie, and it was like one of my top five worst of that year. It was. Everyone says, oh, become a film critic, they said. It'll be fun, they said. <laughs> you get to go see movies. Please. Like Fifty Shades of... Um, no, it's... Like, would, would you rather reread this or watch Fifty Shades free? I would rather watch Fifty Shades. Really? That is telling. It okay. is. It's, uh, Could you convince your friend Jimmy to watch, re-watch it with you? Probably, because this book's horrible. <laughs> uh, it's not Bobo Bo level. Nothing will ever reach that. It's like, you know, we have our highs as far as Wicked and Divine. Yeah. And we have our lows of Bobo Bo. And I'm doing this with my hands, which is a great thing for an audio media. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, doing this with your hands. Exactly. This. This, this right here? <laughs> this. I see what you did there. Yeah. It's, uh, I just didn't like it. It wasn't for me. Again, if, if you want to read this book and you like it and you have fun with it, and I'm sure someone did because they recommended we read it, I'm really happy for you. I really honestly am happy you enjoyed it. It just, I didn't, and I'm glad that it was only five bucks because it was a waste of money for me. It was an expensive five dollars, huh? I thought it was okay. I, you know, I don't, I also don't have any sacred cows, but I also, you know. And I I was kind of indifferent. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it up until the many, many both hands. Like the first two issues. They were there, like they they were a thing. I okay, but 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 once I, we got to the Manny Both hands, I laughed at that. Going, the fuck oh. <laughs> I have a question: If Rogue One had not come out, if you had not seen Rogue One, would the Manny Both hands thing bother you? No, because that's a different Death Star. That has nothing to do with the Manny Bothans. Okay, I just you know, Manny Bothans died to get the plans to the second Death Star, not the first. Wait, what? No, Manny Bothans died was from the second. Death uh, Star. That, that, oh, was, right, that right, was for right. the second Death Star. Right, but the Manny. Yeah, okay, I got you. I'm following you now. It made me laugh. And uh, that's so stupid. Kind of laugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it is whatever it is, you know. Shit. You know, I, it, <laughs> I mean, it's not going to win any awards or a Razzie, I don't think. But, you know, it was fine. 
And once again, if twelve year old me kind of loved it, the the side of me who likes Mad Magazine and you know, like, yeah. And I'm be honest with you, I, it's just it's it's sort of kind of fun fan fiction, kind of. You know what I mean? I, I get why you can get annoyed by it too. It is kind of cheesy and kind of silly and kind of goofy and you know whatever. But so are we. Twilight could be argued to be fun fan fiction too. Well, so could uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey is fan fiction. Probably was fan fiction. It was Buffy fan fiction. Yeah. Well, and and uh, Fifty Shades of Grey was uh, Twilight fan fiction. Yeah, it was because she started writing it with Edward and Bella doing the whole BDSM thing, and then she was going to get she got like a, a cease and desist letter, and that's why she changed the names. And mm. now we've got three movies and a new book series from his point of view. Oh, really? She's yeah. doing another book series? Yeah, it's called Grey. Ugh. Yeah, and I was at, actually I was at Barnes Noble this morning. Looking around and stuff, and I saw it, and I, I saw it before, but I was like, I have to just see, read the back of it, and I was like, no. Well, that's so hilarious. I, I'm sad that I actually know this. Is Stephanie Meyer was writing an Edward from his point of view? She was, yeah, she was, and it leaked out a little bit, and she stopped because she was upset it leaked out, and people had all these opinions about it. So the fact that Eel James is doing it from Grace's point of view is just a continuation of copying Stephanie yeah. Meyer. And honestly, I'm good for her for making a lot of money. You, yeah, you are sure. a talentless hack, and you've made more money than I will ever see in my life. Good for you. Can leave me the fuck alone? Stop making you. it. Good for you. <laughs> so they make the movie Gray. Are they going to keep Dakota Johnson? I love that I she. I, I hate that I know this, but I love how she wanted to have nothing to do with the first movie, and then when she was having a hard time getting other gigs, she ended up doing the other movies. Like after the first movie came out, and she was like, oh, yeah. "I'm not doing I any more the of these," and then it's like, "Oh, I guess I'm doing more of these." No one else. That's how I get into porn too. I think. Yeah, but okay. Say what you will about porn. <laughs> but those people are hard workers, it? though. You know what I mean? Probably. They put out hundreds of movies in a week. Like they're they're really working every month. You know what I mean? Like they're they're working. Hard hard for that money man i'm just saying don't knock the work ethic that's all that's all just can put out there I wasn't sure. the work ethic. <laughs> okay well i think adam needs a drink adam does need a drink <clears throat> i do and a smoke behold Mr. we finally fulfill the second half of our Mr. title Boom. and make with the fire Mr. water Adam, what is your cocktail for this episode, for this book? So mine actually is just, it's called the Stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is two and a half ounces of a uh, silver rum, half ounce of lime juice, half ounce of lemon juice, half ounce of ginger syrup. So it's like a simple syrup you've added, you, you steep with ginger root. One dash of bitters and one dash of pastis. Pastis was kind of like, it's a French uh, liqueur. It's kind of related to absinthe. Mm-hmm. It's from a different type. It has some of the same properties. It's from a different type of thing. But basically, you uh, add all that, you shake you it up, and without ice. Falernum. Oh, Falernum. Yeah, that stuff is the bomb. Okay. So half ounce of Falernum, Falernum, whatever it is. Flark. Uh, you shake with the ice, you dump into a chilled Collins glass, you add crushed ice, you mix it up, and you add more crushed ice to fill, and you garnish with a mint sprig and a lime wheel. Todd, what is your cocktail? Mm-hmm. Um, keeping with the Star Wars theme, I went ahead and I'm doing the uh, Blue Milk of Tatooine cocktail. Oh, nice. Yeah. So this has two ounces of beef eater 24 gin, one ounce of coconut cream, half an ounce of blue curacao, half an ounce of vanilla syrup, half an ounce of the orgit syrup, three quarters of an ounce of pineapple juice, and three quarters of an ounce of lime juice. 
So you put all the ingredients into a shaker with ice and you shake the shit out of it and you strain it into a milk bottle or a Collins glass, but really you want a milk bottle for this blue milk. Yeah, and you then um, you drink it when it's nice and frothy. A fro- frothy, moist bottle. Of blue milk. <laughs> it just gave me the dust. <laughs> <laughs> you can give it to your mother. Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> Oh, is she tired? Yeah. So my cocktail is actually uh, the Death Star. Mm-hmm. It is one ounce of Jägermeister, one ounce of Gentleman Jack uh, whiskey, one ounce of Grey Goose vodka, one ounce of Triple Sec, two ounces of Sour Mix, and two ounces of Coca-Cola. Pour, pour, uh, pour all the ingredients into a Collins glass and stir, and then say goodbye. Because you <laughs> wow. last one with that shit. And Mr. Maya, what is your cocktail? So mine actually has a little bit of involvement in it, because mm-hmm. uh, there's a bit of it that you have to make at least a week before you want to drink it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, It's the, like my shrub drink. Yeah. Nothing was terrible. The, the first drink, or the first ingredient is called Hans Mix. Oh, the drink is called the Sarlacc Pit. And the Hans Mix... You have to make a week before. You combine one cup sugar, one cup water, three cinnamon sticks, a few fresh grates of nutmeg. Three star vencees. Yeah, three star vencees. In a small pot over medium heat, simmer it for 10 to 15 minutes and allow it to cool. Then add two cups fresh orange juice, strain it, and store it in a sealed glass container for the week. Once you once once that's ready, uh, then you're going to add that to... Uh, you're going to take two ounces of that, two ounces of El Dorado five-year-old gold rum, a half ounce of ginger syrup, uh, like you used in Adam's drink, uh, three-quarters of an ounce of fresh lime juice, two dashes of Angostura bitters, and three dashes of Bitterman's Elemacule Tiki bitters. Put them in a highball glass or a tiki mug with crushed ice and a swizzle stick and swizzle it and enjoy mm. okay well do we have anything else we want to discuss about this with so much love on both sides of you know everybody loved it or should we go on to final grades final grades yeah. I think we've, we've discussed this book enough <laughs> okay then I guess we're gonna go into final grades I know what I'm getting Adam for his birthday I know right uh, <laughs> that's gonna be awesome <laughs> Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. I'm so fucking fun. God, please, no! 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 We get matching tag and bink forever tattoos. Hell yeah! Oh, speaking of which, uh, I don't know. Um, just before we get too far forward on this, there is some uh, stuff online where they might potentially have been put uh, tag and bink into this solo movie. And, yeah, uh, Ron Howard tweeted a picture uh, with two guys dressed as imperial yep. officers. Yeah, and tweeted it with the hashtag tag and bink. And then um, one of the writers actually wrote back to the writer Kevin Rubio of this saying that he liked the character so much he had to slip them in somewhere and actually had to play one of them himself. I bet they don't even have a line. I bet they just walk by. Oh, yeah, they're probably in the background. It's probably one of those things you really have to know what it is. But Mm-mm. It was like Daniel Craig being in uh, Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. So we'll jump into grades. So for writing for Kevin Rubio, what is your grade, Todd? I give it a C. 
Okay. C plus. It was perfunctionary. It was there. It was funny. It was kind of funny. And <laughs> I enjoyed it, but it was nothing uh, life-changing or affirming. So C plus. Okay. Mr. Maya. If you if I was just grading the first two issues, I would have said C, but one moment I got to Manny Bothans, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna drop it down to a D. Manny Bothans is gonna come up somewhere else in the future. I just have a feeling that Manny Bothans is gonna be a thing. I'm gonna give it a I'll probably go with a C. It's I thought it was an okay read. Uh, you know, it's only four issues. It was kind of a fun little goofy sort of thing. Uh, it reminded me of reading Mad Magazine as a kid. I kind of had fun with it. It's not It's not going to save the world. It's not going to cure cancer. It's, you know. It would cause cancer. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I had this on my phone. So I could have either spent the time on my phone reading this comic book or looking at stupid mm-hmm. shit on Facebook. I don't regret not looking at stupid shit on Facebook because I just read this sort of passively over the course of a few days, you know, here and there. So for me, it's like, yeah, it was okay. Like, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. Uh, you know, like, it wasn't the worst thing i've ever read and like and and that's why, why i gave it a d instead of an f like i did neonomicon yeah but here's the thing too i still would rather read this comic than watch some of the prequels <laughs> so you know that's I mean, that's kind of my two cents and mr adam what is your grade uh d uh, again it was it was too much on the nose it was too much trying to be cute and pay homage to the star wars movies and everything else and like oh yeah of course they were part of everything and, and like Maya said, the the Manny Both hands thing. I just, <laughs> I, just I, I I had to stop at that point and just like collect myself because I was so pissed off. I love I, how much you guys hate this. I <laughs> almost decided to not finish the book at that point. Wow, there would have been another issue and a half that I wouldn't have been able to talk about. I can't believe you guys hated that Manny Both hands so much. Norgie, what did you think of it? <laughs> See, Porg's okay with it. Thank you, Porgy. He's a cum dumpster. What does he know? <laughs> Takes one to know one. I was, I was trying so hard not to say. <laughs> hey, I'm getting new listeners with that, that line, so be happy. Uh, and then we're losing five more. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, my mom doesn't need to listen to this shit. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Next mom. week on the Cum Dumpster Podcast. True. Cum Dumpster Fire, don't forget. It's just like... <laughs> Well, and for art, for our dear friend and artist, uh, Lucas Mar- Maranong, M-A-R-A-N-G-O-N. Marangon? Marangon? Yeah. Marangon, Marangon. I'm sorry, whatever your, your last name is. I really I apologize. I'm not doing well with that. For our good friend, Lucas. Uh, what is your grade, Adam? Um, the art actually was fun. I, I didn't. That was actually kind of the thing about the book I actually did enjoy. I, so I, I give it a, a B minus. Okay. It was really kind of reminiscent of Scotty Young. Oh yeah. There were a lot of times where I was like, and he's actually one of my favorite artists. So I, I did enjoy that. And, you know, it's not a bad looking book by any means. It's just the writing was what detracted from it. So the the art was fun. Okay, Todd, what is your grade? I guess it's a B B minus. It seems like this guy would be the perfect artist to do another Ducktales run. Oh yeah, for sure. So and there what? is a Ducktales book right now being published by IDW. 
Oh, look at that. <laughs> so, I mean, the art wasn't bad at all. It was pretty good. And it, I think with the target audience, everything was just cuddly enough that it was good fun. And yet it wasn't too outlandish and you recognized everything there. So it wasn't, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was fine. Yeah. I, I think it's okay. I'm going to give it a B. Like, I think it's solid work. I don't think that the art is the problem with this book. I think it's the writing is what most people have issues with. Uh, Mr. Maya, what's your grade? I'm also at a B. Um, I thought the art was fun and um, it fit the tone of the book. As much as I didn't like the, the, the story, it the art did fit, you know, what they were trying to tell. So I'll, I'll give it a B. Okay, cool. And then for overall grades, um, I'm going to sit there at a B minus uh, to average the two together. Um, I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was horrible. I don't think it's the worst thing we've ever read. It was kind of, it was okay. I, I don't regret having read it as much as other people here, but I can I can understand why it annoys people. Um, I'm a little surprised that Manny Both hands annoys people as much as it. Does. <laughs> and I like bad puns. Don't get me wrong. Like I got a group chat filled with them, but I was like, no. <laughs> I, I'm working with a guy right now who is the king of puns. So I'm going to run that by him tomorrow and see what his vote is uh, to see if, how much he hates it or not. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, okay, Mr. Todd, what is your overall grade? You know, I'm going to give it a B minus as well. I mean, if you've got that kid, nephew, neighbor kid going who's about 12 years old and is in love with Star Wars and is like, wants to eat everything up and says, oh, give this a try and tell me what you think. I think it'd be a worthwhile go. So yeah, I'll do a B minus as well. Okay, cool. Uh, Jeremiah, what is your vote? Uh, if you take the average of my two scores, you end up with a C. So I'll go with that, which is kind of where I was leaning overall before the Manny Both end. <laughs> um, yeah, to, to me, it's, it's neither. It's not good. It's not awful. It, to me, it, it left kind of an unla like not a lasting impression, uh, which to me is could be worse than being good or bad. Uh, it's just, it's there, and I kind of think it's forgettable, so meh, see. Okay, and uh, Adam? Uh, D. Uh, again, it's it's the, it's the writing that fucks everything up. It's, you know, I've, I've actually heard a lot about this book before we read it, and that's how I was actually kind of excited to read it, because everyone, I was talking about it and said it's fun, this and that, so I went in, especially in the opening page, expecting like a light-hearted romp, and you get that, but ugh, I just, no, I, I don't regret reading but it. Did the you only get the jokes? What jokes? But did you get the jokes at? Um, no, I don't think you got it. I don't think I did. <laughs> I've gotten a lot, apparently. You know, cut notes and all. But and you, know, Brian, you mentioned the whole like you know having sacred cows with Star Wars. Like I don't. I can. Ex- I, I can accept things that make fun of Star Wars and like honest trailers and how it should have ended uh-huh. and all this kind of stuff. But it did the thing which annoys me, which I said Jurassic World did, where it's trying too hard to be like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Again, my drinking game. And then the many both hands just. No, I was I was like out of it. So I don't regret reading it because the only thing I regret reading was Bobo Bo. Uh, <laughs> the only, honestly, yeah, like that Inferno were the only two things I've ever regretted reading. I'm, I'm glad I got to see it and I can actually talk about it now and have an opinion uh, because before I couldn't. But I would I would never. I mean, I guess there's some spinoffs and some offshoots because I was like asking Maya which one to get because there's like four available on Comicology and I just have no desire ever to go back to this world and. and read it so you know i'm I'm kind of as much as i didn't really care for this book i kind of see want to see what even though it kind of ends in a place where they i guess they couldn't do it never mind um because it ends with them as force ghosts uh i was gonna say i kind of want to see what they would be doing 
during Force Awakens or Last Jedi, but never mind. You know what? Okay. I think I have to come up with part of the reason why I might like this a little bit more, and I, I, I realized something. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, I became well more aware of Spaceballs well before I ever watched any Star Wars. <laughs> so Spaceballs was like my childhood movie that I totally was in love with, and I still love that movie. And maybe it's because I like Spaceballs that I'm okay with this. Because Spaceballs has yogurt. Not as bad as many both hands, but it's still yogurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and just like Spaceballs, I'm surrounded by ass. Exactly. So maybe that's part of the reason why I'm willing to give this a little bit more. Because like, I, I, I feel a little bit like... I feel like I'm defending actually kind of liking this book, but I think the part of it might be that I've always had sort of a lighthearted, goofy take on Star Wars or something. I don't know. But okay. Does anybody else have any final final thoughts before we move on to recommendations? Um, I think we're done beating a dead boss in here. Okay. I will You don't get any pulled pork. <laughs> That's how his grandma died. Uh, so cool. That is uh, by pulling the pork. <laughs> You're bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> oh, naughty. And now it's time for recommendations. That time in the show where the panel tells you all the crap they are currently into, but will forget about as soon as they see something shiny. You're a stamp tramp. How dare you? And what is that? You give your stamp of approval to everything. It's become meaningless. Why can't you be more like your wife? Lily's stamp is gold. I'm reading this book because of her. I'm drinking this beer because she recommended it. I'm even wearing this bra because of a lingerie store Lily told me about. Does anybody have any recommendations that are starting to get off their chest? Um, I do. Okay. So I spent the last uh, day or two ago catching up. I was way behind. I was probably like nine issues behind, ten issues behind on both Super Sons and Superman from DC. And I caught up. And this week's Superman uh, was part two of a two-part story. Is issue 41. Uh, I recommend picking up both 40 and 41 just because to me it has one of the most Superman pages that I've ever seen. And it's been a while since I've had something like this. Uh, so the story is Superman um, and his son John that he has his son with Lois. Uh, they discover a planet is about to explode, like Krypton did, and they decide to go. Oh, we need to go save this planet, save these people. And they get there, and the people are like super religious and are like, "No, it's our God's will that we die. It's he he chose for us to die. Don't save us." And you know, it's a conflict there. The Superman, you know, the right thing is to is the right thing to save these people or go against their religious beliefs. But one of the there's a particular page, and I'll text it to you guys too. Um, that stuck out to me. It's after everything goes down, they let the planet explode, and I'm just gonna kind of read it here. Uh, John says to Superman, "Dad." Superman says, "Yes." John says, all of this was about God. A whole planet chose to die. Superman says, yeah, they're God. That's right. John says, should I believe in God, Rao, or whoever? Dad, do you believe in God? And Superman says, honestly, John, I've seen too much not to believe in something, but this is the important part. Something isn't everything. And I just thought that was probably one of the best pages of Superman I've read in a long time. Yeah. Uh, Todd, do you have any recommendations? Yeah, so my love affair with Donnie Cates is continuing. He, this is the guy that wrote God Country that I had recommended a while ago. And um, I also found out he is taking over Venom at Marvel, and it's making me want to start reading a new Marvel book. So um, the one I'm recommending, though, is called Redneck. Um, Donnie Cates wrote it. It was drawn by uh, Lissandro Estherian. 
And basically, you take a bunch of redneck Texans and make them vampires in the middle of the deep south of Texas. And you have a Hatfield and McCoy situation of these guys just trying to keep things going. I mean, they are vampires, but they've stopped um, killing people, but they run the local barbecue shop that's only open at night. Otherwise, they burn to death. And But old wounds keep coming back up again and whatnot so it's a nice horror book and it was it's a lot of fun bloody and gruesome and definitely for mature audiences but redneck it's awesome donnie cates is the man the adam do you have a recommendation actually yeah so uh there was a a video game that came out on the wii u called bayonetta 2 uh, it was the electric. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it, for, for as far as I'm concerned, it was the best Wii U game. I mean, people will talk about Zelda and everything else. Uh, basically, the story takes place that it's on you're on Earth, but you play Bayonetta, who is an Umbra witch, and uh, basically she's an anti-hero. She's fighting for the powers of darkness, and her, she has like this hair that can transform and become like monsters and stuff. Uh, it's an action adventure game. It's very reminiscent of like Devil May Cry. So if you've played that before, it's a lot like that. But it's just the c- coolest, most fun game. And they just ported it over to the Switch. So if you buy it, you get Bayonetta 2 and then a code to download the first one for free. Uh, it's With the Switch, they didn't really upgrade the graphics. Uh, those are the same. But they did move it up to 60 frames per second, which is huge for the game. It's all about combos and stuff. And there's just something really satisfying about fighting like a centaur angel. And then when you beat it up, you can, like, torment it and, like, throw it into a meat grinder. It's a really cool game. It's a lot of fun. It's gorgeous. It's well-acted. They did a really crappy animated movie based on it that wasn't mm-hmm. good. Don't see that. Uh, but if you want, like, the best game that came out on the, on for Nintendo in the last 10 years, uh, they just put it out on the Switch, and it's a lot of fun. Would you rather watch the, the shitty Bayonetta animated movie or read Tag and Vic? Bayonetta. Okay. Because <laughs> right. at least, like, at least it's... This is going to be a thing going forward It's now. moderately entertaining. It's not good, but it wasn't dog shit, so... <laughs> um, real, real quick, uh, speaking of Donny Cates, this is interested or interest for Todd mm-hmm. uh, they just started a mini series where um, so Secret Empire happened last year in Marvel uh, and Hydra basically bombed or destroyed Vegas uh, they just started a new mini series called Doctor Strange Damnation mm-hmm. where here's the, oh, here's, yeah. here's the synopsis the city of sin gets its biggest center yet when Doctor Strange raises Las Vegas up from its destruction during Secret Empire he inadvertently opens a big door for the embodiment of evil Mephisto the devilish villain takes the city for himself and sets his sights on the rest of the world. It's going to take heroes from all over the Marvel Universe to defeat him, but there's nothing simple about fighting the Lord of Hell. Awesome. So you have that to look forward to. So yeah, awesome. Donny Cates is really good. I've been really enjoying his stuff. And my recommendation is a weird uh, documentary on Netflix called The Barkley uh, Marathons. It is about a uber endurance race that was sort of set out to make fun of uh, the guy who shot Martin Luther King Jr. Um, he was in prison in uh, prison in Tennessee in the middle of the mountains and he escaped and was gone for 48 hours or 60 hours. He was gone for 60 hours and only got eight miles away and there was a long distance runner who was making fun of him thinking I could get further away from that. So what they did is uh, they created what they called the, the Berkeley Marathons. It is basically five marathons in a row through the wilderness and woods of Tennessee. And this documentary is all about it. It's 
crazy and weird and it has some brilliant redneck ingenuity to it it's one of those weird movies that sat on my netflix queue list for a long time and then when i finally watched it i'm like why did i wait so long to watch it um i really it's just it's really interesting and really weird and i don't want to ruin it too much for anybody who goes out there and watches it it's just a fascinatingly interesting story and um it's about this uh about these guys trying to accomplish this crazy crazy marathon put on by these crazy weird redneck guys uh but it's very very interesting and very fun um so um next week we are going to be doing episode 100 holy shit how do we ever get this far um, and we are going to be reading um, Star- uh, Superman's Secret Identity, which uh, Mr. Mai has eloquently described previously, so I'm going to have him do that again. Yeah, so Superman's Secret Identity, is, it's it's an Elseworlds book, uh, which means it's not you know part of the normal DC universe. Uh, it's basically in a world where there are no superheroes, uh, and this kid grew up reading comics about Superman. Uh, his parents even named him Clark Kent, but then you come to find out or he comes to find out that he actually is an alien from another world uh that has powers like superman there you go uh so that will be our uh, episode for next week yeah and then we'll continue on with our month of uh, listener picked books um god loves man kills and supergirl supergirl by peter Davis. Yes, which is the one. longest book of all of them. most of our books this month are actually kind of short so uh god loves man kills i think maybe shorter than tagging yeah it's 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 pretty short um the book showed up in in the mail and i was like wait what, really i know there's a longer version of that that uh, where he wrote a sequel to it but i don't think we're gonna game plan on uh, on watching that because that's or reading that because that's not what i picked up anyway so unless anybody else has anything else i think that will call it for this week so long and thanks for all fish oh uh, <laughs> you're gonna break adam's heart with that joke <laughs> i love the look he's giving me just remember <laughs> many both hands died to bring you this podcast I'm it wasn't you, me i'm giving you all my dorothy's born egg look <laughs> It wasn't me. Okay, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.